it was in March 2020 and it felt a little bit like an apocalypse you know literally our we're on a main street location um, and the local police were suggesting that we um, put paper over our shop front if we were going to leave anything inside so that nothing was stolen like as if looters were going to come down the street and we took everything home to our house which is a very funny experience there's no work-life balance when your entire herbal dispensary is in your house Um, but we quickly grew to realize that that wasn't an option and after a month we bought it all back here Uh, and then we started just having essential workers um, doing one shift uh, a week uh, and rotating throughout our team we had deliveries going we had posts we had um all telehealth you know we really had to adapt really quickly now we can turn around and shut the shop um pretty quickly usually within two hours we can get everything sorted to shut hello and welcome mentoring with geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths nutritionists herbalists and practitioners this podcast responds directly to your needs the needs of the practicing natural therapist With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. And today I have got Carla Wren with me, and she's um, in Victoria down at the Peninsula Herbal Dispensary. So as you know, for the month of December, I am interviewing practitioners. And Carla, I have known for a number of years now, and you've been a naturopath for 20 years. I just said to you, when, when did you qualify? Um, we did a bit of counting. 20 years you've been a naturopath. And, um, and I just thought it'd be absolutely brilliant to find out from somebody who's running a big practice and how it all came about. And it must be difficult. I mean, like, most of us work for ourselves or we work for somebody else, but actually running the show is a very different, you know, with all the herbs, you've got to do ordering. I mean, I've been talking to you before now when you've had boxes after boxes of stuff arriving, you're like, I can't even stand in here. There's too many boxes for me to put away. So (laughs) how did you get into running a dispensary? Good. Okay. Great question. Um, so I graduated really quite young, you know, I was only 20, 21 when I graduated. And so I did lots of things before I had the dispensary, including having like the home-based practice and working in the, um, into the health food stores and those kind of things. And I, uh, met Karen Jackson, who was the initial owner and, um, kind of the creator of the herbal dispensary as um, a mature age student in my year at Endeavor. And so she set up a practice in my hometown. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I wish I thought of that. I remember clearly (laughs) thinking that I was working in another practice at that stage. And when I came back to work after having my children, I thought, no, I want to work at the herbal dispensary. So I came and asked Karen for a job. And I was really, really blessed because social media was kind of growing at the time and I could put effort into that. Karen was at retirement age, so she wasn't, you know, doing any social or anything like that we were still doing that you know local paper ads and so my practice was able to grow really um, quite quickly as an individual practitioner and then it came to 2015 and Karen was looking to retire and she offered me the business and I was really not in a position to say no because you know I had a really great practice for myself and um, you know I was kind of becoming the primary um, financial contributor to the to the family home and so I needed to keep that going and so I thought I'm going to buy this dispensary thanks to my husband and his sensible financial choices previously, that was possible. Uh, but I really just thought, Geraldine, that it would mean I'd have to order some herbs and maybe, <laughs> you know, go to the bank and take the money to the bank and visit the post office every so often. And so I didn't think it would be much. So I just thought I'd consult, 
and do those extra little bits. Little did I know. <laughs> so it's a bit bigger than Ben Hur sometimes, and now there's 10 of us. So it's certainly wow. not just me who does it. We have lots of other people, um, both practitioners, but also other support people. Um, and that's the fastest growing part of our business is the support people who help me um, so that I can keep doing what I love, which is really working with the patients. Because you have um, all of your staff are qualified naturopaths, aren't they? So because you have this unique um, way of doing things out at the counter, you have acute consults at the counter. And so does everyone rotate through that position out at the counter? Yes. So when you want to come to the dispensary to work, um, we usually put you out the front in the acute care. Um, as a student or just a new graduate, it's the best way, I think, to learn just everything there is about being a naturopath and get, you know, it's like in student clinic, you never know what you're going to get, but this is, you never know what you're going to get every three minutes or every five minutes. And you might see 60 mini consults um, in a day or so. And so um, we put everyone out there. It's a great way to learn about all the products to be really quick. You know, you might think, oh, I need something with zinc in it. But if you walk to our giant supplement wall, um, you've got to know which product's going to have zinc in it. So you'll learn the products really quickly. Um, but you're also always supported. We never just throw you out there by yourself. There's always another practitioner and our practitioners um, are like, me some of them have 20 years experience right down to some of the newer ones who have less experience and what we love is that those new graduates have the best knowledge like they'll remember or know new things that we haven't heard because we graduated so long ago so we can work together um, in acute care and, and really help our local community and also now people around Australia who who will call up for acute calls um, with whatever's going on and then from that that situation often the girls will move into um or the ladies will move into <laughs> consulting um at the moment we have uh six consulting naturopaths oh wow so the other thing is i mean like because obviously anyone listening to this they'll be going oh wow that sounds amazing how do i do that how do they do that can they come and work with you do it i is there the chance of having an internship at the Peninsula Herbal Dispensary? There is because we got asked so often and, you know, I know a lot of colleges need to um, have part of their, their graduate process or the in-clinic process is, is part of observing. Um, <laughs> get that out. That was a mouthful. I um, really believe that it is our duty to be able to, like you do, help graduates, um, kind of show them what we've learned so they don't make the mistakes we've made and also learn the easier ways of doing things. And so we do offer lots of different opportunities um, both with myself and other practitioners and that led to the development of an internship program which is um, not quite a week but nearly a week long spending time in the clinic rooms but also um, out in acute care and learning all the basics of running the dispensary you know from how we formulate our teas through to why we use different homeopathics mm -hmm. through to how we sometimes treat animals in the dispensary and then all the normal naturopathic stuff as well. I mean that that is an amazing resource and not every city has got someone like you that can help them out um, and I have to say from someone who visits the peninsula guys you really just want to go on holiday there and do your internship I'll just slip that one in there yes, <laughs> a, we, have, we have had people travel and we do have some connections at you know local places airbnbs and hotels and stuff where you can stay um, yeah because it is a beautiful place it's not like it's a hard uh, hard place to visit <laughs> So back on track. Now, yeah, we, we got slightly segued there, folks. We, I had to know about the internship. I, I'd really like to do it myself, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> now, so when the clients come in, so a person walks in the door and they will see um, for an acute, they, they will see one of the naturopaths. And so one of the naturopaths will either say, well, let's try this tea, or they'll say, let's book you in. So 
how do they do, there's 10 of you as you've said you all obviously have different specialty areas. I know Kimberly does, um, likes pediatrics and all things um, tough with kids. And you like the, the cancers and the inflammatory diseases and the chronic illnesses. So how do you find that stress-wise, seeing not only are you running this massive business, how do you find stress-wise dealing with all these chronic cases? Uh, yeah, I feel like it takes practice. Uh, and I have, like you, a really um, great way, I think, of managing the stress. And it is travel. We both know we love to travel. You know, I've really over time worked out what my way of relaxing is. I'm really strict with the amount of time I have off. Um, my kids are growing up fast. And so I really make sure now every school holidays is off. I guess it's a privileged position because I do have other people to help me. Um, but, you know, I try to find the balance between work and home life. So that, yeah, I can take on the heavy loads, which of course sometimes lead, you know, to people passing away. Um, but I would say equally as heavy is, you know, running a practice and, you know, mm -hmm. having been through what we've been through in Australia and particularly in Melbourne uh, um, over the last couple of years, you know, part of the uh, things that I've learned about being a business owner is that you really have to care and become almost like a family for your team um, and so sometimes the stress is you know more about how such and such is going within your team or what's happening with their patients and I think just having really good work-life balance is is something that I'm trying to achieve. Absolutely. I mean, the work-life balance, making sure that those boundaries are in place and being really strict with them as well. I mean, I would assume with 10 people, you're all sharing an office, you're all sharing offices and there's people rotating through the space. So it's like, in some ways, you've got to get out of the space. You don't really yeah. have a lot of choice. It's like out you get. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we do get out of the space. And I think being able to know when someone needs support and, and when they need the space um, is a key part of it. And having a bigger team enables us to kind of fill the gaps when someone else is having a break or needing some more time off. Yeah. I mean, Victoria's had it really tough recently. So how did you deal with um, during all of this everything that was going on because you would have had to leave the premises and then come back again how did you deal with the coming and going it was like you yeah. guys seem to be in and out like yo-yos it's we been were. yes six times um so the first time <laughs> it, it was in March 2020 and it felt a little bit like an apocalypse you know literally our we're on a main street location um and the local police were suggesting that we um put paper over our shop front if we were going to leave anything inside so that nothing was stolen, like as if looters were going to come down the street. Oh. And we took everything home to our house, which is a very funny experience. There's no work-life balance when your entire herbal dispensary is in your house. Um, but we quickly grew to realise that that wasn't an option. And after a month, we bought it all back here. Uh, and then we started just having essential workers um, doing one shift uh, a week uh, and rotating throughout our team. We had deliveries going we had posts we had um all telehealth you know we really had to adapt really quickly now we can turn around and shut the shop um pretty quickly usually within two hours we can get everything sorted to shut uh with the new wow. roster done but and then everyone on telehealth it's not so quick to reopen and certainly going through reopening and the the roadmap has been tricky to figure mm. out where we fit in and how we're going to adapt so reopening a little bit harder um but you know we get there and we're excited for whatever happens now Melbourneians are kind of skewed people I feel now and just go with the flow and who knows what's <laughs> yeah, next. yeah you've all toughened up a bit over the past um past year year and a half so um now it's coming up so 
you're in a bigger business and it's coming up to Christmas. Now I personally just closed my doors at Christmas and we're almost at Christmas now. So how does a big dispensary like yours deal with the holiday periods like Christmas where every business just shuts its doors for a week and things like that? So what, how do you guys deal with that? Yeah, I guess because we've got 10 staff, it becomes easier to divide up the time. Um, You know, in saying that we are just working through the roster because everyone like me wants holidays, particularly when they haven't been anywhere for the last, you know, 18 to 24 months. Um, So we're juggling that. We might, in fact, be employing new staff to help with those loads. But essentially, we can't really close because we have this acute care model. Mm. We we close for public holidays always. But other than that, we generally stay open. Um, We might be, um, you know, with lower staff numbers there might just be one person here on those days and we really have a track record um, to recall what days are busy and what aren't so we mm-hmm. know kind of how to ro- ro- roster people on but um, if you have acute care people begin to rely on you it's a bit like if your GP shut for a week yeah. and so you can generally get through all the pharmacists shut for a week can you just imagine so people will generally get through but god if NeuroCalm am I allowed to mention products if something, oh, yeah, like, neuro, if something <laughs> like NeuroCalm is unavailable for a week in January, February, or especially around Christmas, our local community might crumble. So we need to be here essentially for some hours and we just manage it. It's just, yeah. it just works. And, um, you know, we've got some young, um, younger graduates who want to work and um, mm. I'm blessed to just have the best team who want to be here. So it's not too hard to get at least one person on. Oh, brilliant. That sounds absolutely amazing because we're coming into Christmas. And so I'm having, um, ju- as I said, it's just interviews over Christmas, but it's time for us to go on this interview. And uh, But I'd really like to invite you back again, um, perhaps for a January one, so that we can talk about the Vita Mosaic and the courses that you run, because you also, on the other side of running a business, um, seeing people, dispensing, doing all those things there, you actually run an education system as well. So I'd really like to talk to you about that in January if you'd like to come back. Sounds amazing. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us today and have a lovely, lovely Christmas. And um, I'll speak to you in January. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.